0: I was working in the plant biology lab at UCLA, and next door were the cool climate scientists. They spent the summer on clear glacial lakes collecting samples of earth and looking back in time at the percent of bugs or pollen to make educated guesses about global temperature trends over time. It was 1999. One climate scientist in particular would spin records on his record player as he crunched the numbers. Every time I listen to If You're Feeling Sinister, I think about all the times I invented a reason to go over to the lab. His lab mates were chatty with me, but he was shy. I finally found some music that he hadn't heard of that he liked, and we went on a few dates. I can still remember the way I was obsessed with his beautiful ugly feet and very worn and tattered flip-flops. If You're Feeling Sinister is the second album by Scottish band Belle and Sebastian. It was released in 1996 on Jeepster Records in the UK. Stuart Murdoch's voice is backed by some of the nerdiest band and orchestra kids you've ever seen. I first saw Belle and Sebastian live at the Wiltern in Los Angeles on September 6, 2001, three days before I left in my white Volvo 240DL with all my belongings to move to Chicago. Jonathan Richmond was the opening act and almost stole the show that night. If You're Feeling Sinister has stood the test of time and sounds fresh and current with its harmonica, strings, piano, and folky recording techniques, recently revisited in a 33 and a third book and pitchfork documentary. It took five days to record and three to mix, slightly longer than Tiger Milk, which is my favorite album by any band. Good storytelling is at the heart of my love of Belle and Sebastian. Listening to one of their albums is like reading a beloved anthology of short stories filled with gender-bending, polyamory, playful, mournful, and iconic characters. This is Hidden Jukebox, the show where we start with a great 90s album and see where it takes us. I'm Laura Lowe.
1: And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. And guess what? I was at the same show. What? Yep. Okay. 100%. I was on my way to Thailand. Uh, where I was meeting my wife and a couple of friends. We were going to meet up and hang out in Thailand. And uh, then we were in Laos during
0: 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of a tiny town outside of Zion that had 8,000
1: people uh-uh. on the
0: morning of um, 9-11. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, so was, was, if you're feeling sinister, still like, uh, like your main balance and Tiger Milk, were those your main balance Sebastian plays at this point? No. Okay.
0: Um. Cause,
1: cause Boy with the Arab Strap is actually my favorite. And so that's what I would have been listening to. Well, no, no, actually I would have been listening to, I guess, uh, uh, Fold Your Hands Child.
0: Yes. That one point. is great. It's great. Um, no, you mean at that moment
1: in 2001? Um, at that time in your life.
0: I think I was just listening to Tiger Milk over and yeah. over and over again. Like, I could listen to State I'm In, just that song. That's
1: terrific. Oh, you know what else I loved? Uh, the, uh, the Dog on Wheels EP. Yes.
0: I have the two, I have the, the three. It's like a box set. Yeah. I have, yeah. So I definitely listen to that.
1: String Bean Gene, I love that song. Let's talk about all the songs that aren't on, if I you're know. feeling sinister.
0: <laughs> no, that's confusing. Let's, let's play a song.
1: Okay. Should we, should we start with the opening track? You're... Start super mellow.
2: Let's do it. Make a new cult every day to suit your affairs. Kissing goes in English at the back of the stairs. You're a honey with a following of innocent boys They never know it, because you never show it You always get your way They never know it, because you never show it You always get your way Have you and her been taking pictures of your obsession? Cause I met a boy who went through one of your sessions In his blue velour and silk You liberated a boy I never rated Now he's throwing discus from Liverpool with witness. You liberated a boy I never rated Now he's doing business Matthew's air
0: drumming.
1: Field are beautiful people.
0: That was that was some cute air drumming right there.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, I was also like air based string yes, plucking. <laughs> yes. I love the bass line there. I love how everything is so dry. Um. I love how it builds.
0: I think this is a good album for song because it's kind of builds continuity from Mm -hmm. Tiger Milk in terms of the guitar sound. And then for the rest of this album, that sound isn't there as much, that like kind of clean guitar sound. It's more like kind of folky and jangly the rest of the time. But this is kind of like kind of leading people through like, okay, we're going to we're going to have that sound. Maybe not so many guitar solos, more piano and more later on and
1: yeah i think this is a gutsy opening track in the sense that uh the dynamic range is almost too big like it's so quiet at the beginning i will like put this on and then think like wait did i remember to start the album or not (laughs) it is super quiet at the opening
0: yeah and i don't know just the writing you know the it's super district that descriptive yeah blue velour Mm -hmm. it's like who sings about blue velour? I don't know, but it just makes you. Um, there's a hopefulness to the
2: song. Yeah,
1: yeah overall, like uh, going back to this album, I, I find it to be like one one of their more upbeat, hopeful albums. I think, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, they they got into that like in later albums, like uh, you know, very like 60s, uh, and 70s disco poppy stuff. But uh, you know, this one compared to like the following two or three albums, yes. this one this one's pretty uh, optimistic.
0: Yes. Um, so, I don't know. Um, Do you, is this,
1: is this, uh, do you enjoy singing along to Belle and Sebastian?
0: I do. I love singing along. I'll, I can't not sing along. Um, they're,
1: they're absolutely It's going to be really hard today. Yeah, one of my favorites is, oh no, like, don't hold back.
0: (laughs) When, um, the, the never to be released Tiger Milk (laughs) episode, um, I, I, What I love about them is, for the most part, early on especially, they keep there's not a lot of harmonies. And so you just can add all sorts of harmonies. Yes. And you can invent them. And um, it's very fun to sing along. So which one are we going to do next?
1: Uh, Yeah, I find, like, I bet we've talked about this on the show before. But, like, being able to sing simple harmonies is, like, kind of a, a superhero thing in that it's not... It's not very hard to do or hard to learn to do, but like if you do it then someone who doesn't know how to do it are like, "What did you just do? How did you do that?"
0: I want to hear what you have to say about Fox in the Snow because okay. I was like thinking which songs you were going to pick and I was like, "Well, he's definitely going to pick Fox in the Snow."
1: <laughs> that like
0: seems like a classic.
1: Okay. Well, let's yeah, let's It let's, has
0: all the elements that you
1: Let's play some and then I want to hear your theory as to okay. why I picked it because okay. absolutely I did. <laughs>
2: Fox in the snow Where do you go to find something you could eat? Cause the word out on the street is you are starving Don't let yourself go hungry now Don't let yourself go cold Fox in the snow Where do you go to find someone who will do To tell someone all the truth before it kills you Listen to your crazy laugh Before you hang a ride And disappear from sight What do they know?
0: So good. Um, so I remember seeing this live. That Out of that, all the songs they played that night, I can go back to that moment mm-hmm. of seeing him sitting at the piano. Yes. And the way that he interacted with everyone else that was on stage, I think it felt like there was 20 people up there. And they weren't... It was sloppy. It was like the <laughs> sloppiest show I'd ever seen. And they were all having fun. And the only time I've ever seen anything that sloppy is probably... That was fun. Sloppy was polysponic spree, uh-huh. but uh, I would say Brian Jonestown Town Massacre is also a sloppy, but not fun sloppy. Um, and there was like a French horn on stage, and and I was like, "There's a French horn at a show? Like, what's going on?" Right? <laughs> That's now? great. And they all seem so young.
1: Yes. And
0: I was really young, but like I was like, "How young are they?" And and how much does it cost the tour with that many people? And
1: I know that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was young too. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, guess I was in my mid twenties, probably. Right. I, yeah. just
0: re- I remember him singing not in tune and not caring mm-hmm. that he was out of tune. Um, I don't know. I was just like really. I remember looking around at the audience and being like, "Yeah, these are all my people." And I've had, I've told you, I've had experiences before where I liked a band and then I looked around at the audience and I was like, these are not my people. Uh-huh. And then I don't like that band as much. Yep.
1: Oh, you know what band I had that experience with? Ben Harper. Everclear.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson. Oh really? my gosh. Like, yeah.
1: It's, it's not just like like, aging stoned hippies at a Willie Nelson show? It
0: was, like, it was, like, mean motorcycle ladies that almost beat me up.
1: Wow. It
0: was, like, mean, like, I would, kind I would of have Republican guessed like, motorcycle ladies at the House of Blues in Chicago that, like, I thought they were going to hurt me.
1: Huh. I would have guessed, like, a Willie Nelson audience would be no, just the chillest.
0: No. It I'm was sorry. really intense.
1: It's just a whole bunch of redheaded strangers.
0: It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Uh, but, yes, I looked around at the... I also had that moment of like, why am I leaving Los Angeles?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Is this the right decision? And what am I doing? And yeah, so I remember that too. And so this song kind of, I think, it's just the sonically, it's just so like kind of longing and there's a sadness and a wistfulness to it. So I think it was capturing, like, my, like, okay, I guess I'm moving. Like, I guess I'm actually going to do this. Um, I don't know. And then some of the people in my life that I've known that don't like Bell and Sebastian, I think it's partly, like, they don't like his lisp, or they don't mm-hmm. or they yeah. don't like that he doesn't sing in tune, or they don't like the production of it. Because um, it is very, the you know, the words online that kept coming up were like, Precious, uh-huh. Cloying,
1: <laughs> Twee, uh,
0: and it looks like early on, like a lot of um, American journalists didn't understand it at the time, yeah, and then later on, me. like twenty years later, like best thirty albums of all time.
1: Oh, do you know? Do you know about the Pitchfork review of uh, Boy with the Arab Strap? No. Um, when Boy with the Arab Strap came out, like Pitchfork has been around for a long time now, um, they reviewed it and gave it like point seven I believe out of 10 what? they they trashed it and not only did they like re- re- revisit it uh, recently and and give it you know like a nine or something but they they years ago deleted the negative <laughs> review because it was too embarrassing
0: that's amazing <laughs> um, yeah balance fashion is a bit of an acquired taste uh-huh I, I think it's the people I know that like it are writers.
1: Oh, that's interesting. There's A lot
0: of writers that like it. Um, it's good. It's good writing. It's good storytelling. And then also, um, the people that I know that don't like it um, are not very sensitive people.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I had, a, I had a friend tell me once that uh, he, he would like Bell and Sebastian if uh, the singer would spit out that mouthful of marbles.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know, I find it I think again, because I saw it live, I saw them live, you know it it was all it was also Scottish and charming and and hearing oh, them talk in between songs absolutely and
1: excellent stage pattern.
0: all that stuff um, and mocking mocking how depressing some of the songs are, yeah, and giggling about it and um. They just seemed like, can you believe we're here?
1: Yes, totally. Like, and I think still, like you know, I saw them uh, this y- or last year in Seattle, and and they still like bring that same energy. That's great. Um, Stuart was uh, talked for quite a while about how much he enjoys the downtown Seattle transit tunnel and how cool it is that you don't know if a bus <laughs> or a train is going to come along.
0: <laughs> that's really cool.
1: <laughs> um, okay, Fox in the Snow specifically. Uh, I could can, I can sum up why I like it in two, two things, okay. and you're not going to be surprised. Neither of them has to do with the lyrics. Okay. Um, it's that uh, there isn't really any chorus, and I love a song that can really draw me in without any kind of sing-along chorus. And Bell and Sebastian does that really well. Mm. Like Sleep the Clock Around on uh, Boy with the Arab Strap is another song like that where they're really just kind of repeating the same melody over and over and, and uh, kind of elevating it with each repetition uh, in a way that's almost like trance-like. Um, the other thing is I have an extremely high tolerance for being hit over the head with manipulative chord changes. <laughs> um, so, you know, like, let yourself go hungry now. <laughs> Don't let yourself grow cold. Um, you know, that, that, uh, right after hungry now, uh, <laughs> that, that chord change, like it's is just
0: super show toony.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just it's
0: super show design.
1: It's like the tearjerker chord yes. change and it works on me a hundred percent of the time.
0: Right. And, and the only reason I can tolerate, I don't like it, but I like, I like that because I feel like they're making fun of it. Uh huh. So they're in on the joke. Yeah. So it's I don't okay. care. Like either way. That's how way. I feel about Stephen Merritt too. It's like yes. he's in on, he's making fun of that at the same time as he's using it. I think that they, I think that that like ability to make fun of yourself while you're also achieving the thing is.
1: Love it. Yes.
0: My favorite part of them as a band.
1: What do you want to listen to next?
0: Oh, maybe like the end of Judy and the Dream of Horses, like around 2.40.
2: The best looking girls are staying inside. So oh, Judy, where does I need you? Walking the street from morning to night with a star up on your shoulder. Another song about your dream
1: ever we can go home now
0: <laughs> yes that's the way the album ends so so I wanted to play that because it has the all the people that are on stage are being used and and a lot of times they're not yeah so um, there's that restraint the rest of the time so that when it's finally there you're like oh they're all like doing something you know there's a horn there's an organ there's a tambourine there's you know all sorts of stuff. I think it was one of the first band bands I ever saw. I think there was two drummers on stage, mm-hmm. or two percussionists. I can't remember exactly, but like I hadn't seen that before. Um, and
1: yeah, that makes me think of pavement.
0: Yeah. So so yeah, I wanted to play the end of that song for a lot of reasons. Um, I love that there's horn. I love the organ. Um, the song isn't really saying much, which is unusual.
1: Well, I mean, but it's it's a song about, like, a sexual awakening, right? I don't know what it's about. Is that what it's about? I think so. Okay.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I never thought about it. I just listened to
1: I mean, that's what horses represent, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Wild horses? Yeah. 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 They, turns out they could drag me away.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, they, okay. A couple, couple of things. Um, I believe their trumpet player is named Mick Cook okay which seems like the perfect name for it for a male trumpet player
0: that's awesome right
1: <laughs> um and uh so you, the thing you said about about how like not everybody on stage is used all the time like i feel that for me like that is the most awkward thing of like not knowing what to do on stage like even like if i'm like not playing a p- during a part of a song mm-hmm. um recently so uh, i've uh, I mean, who knows by the time you hear this episode. But recently, I did a uh, presentation at Seattle University um, about 90s music at a, uh, like a one-day festival thing that they had where they invited a bunch of authors. And I, I knew I wanted to play some songs. And like I picked out six songs that I wanted to play the full song during my presentation. Interesting. Not really anticipating beforehand that... Um, what are we going to do, especially me standing up at the podium Uh, for, like, the four minutes while, like, this Geraldine Fibber song is playing, uh, and just, like, me, like, you know, drumming my fingers, like, pretending I'm doing something on the computer, (laughs) like, and uh, after, afterwards, uh, like, there was kind of a scary professorial guy who asked a tough question about music and meaning and and said something about, like, uh, I like how you chose to to play the whole song so that uh, we could feel as awkward as you probably did. (laughs) Wow. I was like, thanks, thanks <laughs> for coming to my presentation.
0: That's really bad. Um, so he didn't like the song?
1: Um, I No, I think, I, I, don't, I have no sense of whether he liked the song okay. or, or not, just like that. Uh, he, he was
0: calling out, then he's naming like, the thing in the room. Right.
1: Um, yeah, so I should have brought a tambourine.
0: Yes. Oh, that would have been also awkward. Um,
1: you know what? I don't think I know how to play tambourine. <laughs> Like It's seems... its a
0: real freaking skill.
1: I know. It it's seems... a real
0: thing. Anyone who's listening who knows what they're doing and can do it and not get tired and keep the beat and not get t- rushed and not go too slow and can stand up there and not get tired, you're awesome.
1: Yeah. Tambourine-like bass is a dangerous instrument in that it's deceptively simple. <laughs> well, uh, like, everyone thinks, like, I could jump in and play the bass or the tambourine if I had to, but all oh, you can easily ruin the song that way.
0: Are you... Is if you're feeling sinister, one of yours?
1: Uh no, it, it's one of yours.
0: It's one of ours.
1: <laughs> it's why it's one of ours. It's one sure, of,
0: we, we we can share it. I,
1: I don't mean no, like I don't like it. I mean, it's one that you We're, picked.
0: Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, wait, I want to read some lyrics here, please, because they're disturbing. And then, in the context of the song not sounding disturbing, I think it's that it's a disturbing, disturbing lyrics and not disturbing sounds the the combination that's so special anthony walked to his death because he thought he'd never feel this way again if he goes back to the house then things would go from bad to worse what could he do he wants to remember things exactly as he left them on that funny day and if there's something else beyond he isn't scared because it's bound to be less boring than today hillary walked to her death because she couldn't think of anything to say everybody thought that she was boring so they never listened anyway. Nobody really was saying anything of interest. She fell asleep. She was into S&M and Bible studies. Not everyone's cup of tea, she would admit to me. So yeah, let's listen to it. <laughs> okay.
1: I, I hope there's someone who hasn't heard this song before, who has a sense of like what kind of music would go with those lyrics, and now is going to hear this. Yes.
2: Comes a world to his death, because he thought he'd never feel this way again If he goes by to the house, then things would go from bad to us, what could he do? He wants to remember things exactly as he left them on that funny day And if there is something else beyond, he isn't scared, because it's bound to be less boring than today Bound to be less so we're gonna skip ahead. It's still
0: a ways away before we get to the. If you're feeling sinister, it's yep, it's a ways. Sorry. No, no, that's like what's so great about it is it, it 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 takes a long time to get there. It's that payoff that they do. Yep, they do that a lot. You got to tell all the story to get to the chorus. You'll edit it later.
2: Yeah. But if you are feeling sinister go up and see a minister, he'll try in vain to take away the pain of being a hopeless unbeliever. La 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 la
0: la la.
1: So that's the first chorus three and a half minutes in.
0: Exactly. So 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 there's all of that. So there's there's the song structure to me says we have complete artistic freedom over mm-hmm. our music. We have a label that a hundred percent believes in us. Yep. We got to do whatever we wanted in the studio. No one was telling us we had to make a hit record. It's like, you know, it's like, this is what happens when you let people make their music. How
1: long did you say it took to record this?
0: I think it's it five, said five days? days. And that was like longer than Tiger book.
1: I, I, I had no idea. And that's amazing. Yes. Um, Because recording songs is hard. (laughs) Um, Who knows
0: how many times they'd practiced, though, Sure, yeah.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, like, uh, my first, like, five-song demo definitely took more than five days. I think they were all music students. But we were bad.
0: Yeah, but these were, like, nerdy (laughs) music students that were probably used to, like, you know, getting it down and then performing it.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, probably, I guess they probably, like, workshop these live for a while, maybe.
0: I don't know. But I don't either. I would have wanted to go to school with them. Is all I know. Oh,
1: for sure. Like, have you seen um, the movie "God Help the Girl"? No. Um, it's uh, it's a movie written and directed by Stuart Murdoch about some kids in Glasgow who form a band. What? Um, it's really delightful, and I it makes see it. it makes you want to live in Glasgow and join a band.
0: Yay! Um, yeah,
1: it, it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. Everyone, go watch this movie. It's delightful.
0: Yeah. So so this song. Um, This is a song I think that people know about Bella and Sebastian even if they don't listen to, if they haven't listened to whole albums. This is like the one single that they know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe it was on a soundtrack of something that was popular. It seems likely. Yeah. Um, So you pick one.
1: Okay, I pick Get Me Away From Here, I'm Dying. Oh, get
2: me away from here, I'm dying. Song to set me free. Nobody writes them like they used to, so it may as well be me. Here am I, now after hours. Here am now on a bus. Think of it this way: you could either be successful or be us. Without winning smiles and hugs, without catchy tunes or words, now. We're we're,
0: we're both singing along harmonies.
2: Yeah. We don't stand a chance.
1: So I feel like this one, compared to if you're feeling sinister, is like very tight pop songwriting. Like someone put a gun to their heads. Like
0: <laughs> They put the gun to the arrow. I know. But, but yes, so. This song is great. We're both dancing. Um, we're missing out on that, everyone. Yeah, it's
1: terrific. There's uh, some dancing. Uh, I'm pretty chairs. sure they did this song at the show I saw last year, and it's uh, it's a real great song live.
0: I'm so jealous. I didn't go. Um, so yeah, this is one where if it's if I'm driving in my car, I turn it up even louder. And in the parts where there's no singing, I like keep singing, like in the in between. Interlude parts. Uh-huh. I keep singing random things. Oh yeah, things. for sure. Uh, it's a fun one to sing harmonies too, like we were just doing. Yes.
1: Um, and I, I like I like that it's self-referential. Uh, that uh, no uh, nobody writes them like they used to, hmm. so it may as well be me hmm. with, with our winning smiles. Us uh, with our catchy tunes. Um, it's uh, like I, I love how how different a feeling you get when, like, a pop band does that versus a hip-hop artist. Ooh. Like, I, I enjoy it both I like ways. I contrast. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it just affects a different kind of feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if they had their own TV show, this would be their theme song.
1: Oh, absolutely. The Bell and Sebastian TV show. Uh, has there That'd been be so a great. TV like show with a Bell and Sebastian theme song? That would be amazing. Song? It seems like there should have been.
0: In our world yeah our our different world yes
1: in the world that is defined by this (laughs) this show (laughs) where a world where where there's a 90s soundtrack playing 100% of the time which is basically already the world I live in plus plus a bunch of bands from the 2000s and and teens that sound like they're from the 90s
0: speaking of which the one that I would say is the most ringing true for me most in 2018 uh, seeing other people (laughs) it's a little painful
2: be okay i not muddle
1: people that's what we say we another you don't chorus, want to get into a muddle. song yeah you don't want
0: to get into a muddle no definitely
1: no do you don't want to get into like a kerfuffle
0: <laughs> I really like the word muddle <laughs> Cuddle and muddle. Yeah. I want like so many more songs to
1: have that rhyme. Um, when I was in college, a friend and I uh, came up with a list of uh, words that uh, either no one should ever rhyme in songs, or that we would like to try to rhyme in songs. Um, I, I, the one pair that I remember was frog and unclog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a fun game.
1: It yeah, it is.
0: Um. So so. Before we recorded today, I, like, Facebook stalked the scientist that was...
1: As heard in the intro.
0: Yes, as heard in the intro. And, like, after this, I'm totally going to reach out to him.
1: Yeah, ask him if he still listens to this. Like, I, what gonna, memories it it's brings gonna
0: back. Be, it's going to be so insanely awkward and we'll and, and we'll post
1: that the results of that no. in korea at hiddenjukebox.com <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> wait hold on i want to the, li- the lyrics though the lyrics um are are so ridiculous yes for this, this song. song oh terrific. yeah, yeah. And, and i really um You're kissing your elbow, you're kissing your reflection, and you can't understand why all the other boys are going for the new, tall, elegant, rich kids. You can bet it's a bitch kid, but if they don't see the quality, then it's apparent that you're going to have to change, or you're going to have to go with girls. You might be better off. At least they know where to put it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not the version that's on the album. (laughs) I think.
0: No, that is what that's... It is? Yeah, it's just hard to understand what he's saying. Because
1: I always heard it is, like, at least you know what you're doing.
0: No, no. Oh. It, no, but he says that later. Okay. We lay on the bed there kissing just for practice. Could we please be objective cuz the other boys are queuing up behind us? Like it's so
1: good. Yeah. Uh We should be okay. We won't get in a muddle. Do you uh do you get the sense that like um of, of like uh, men in the public eye who could turn out to be monsters, uh, like Stuart Murdoch would be one of the oh most disappointing. God. Wouldn't that be absolutely the worst?
0: <laughs> Can we delete that question? <laughs> it's International Women's Day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I I always assumed that his characters were not always autobiographical
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that sort of like Stephen Merritt, where it's a, it's storytelling. Yeah. It's, uh, he had fibromyalgia and he didn't socialize and he didn't go out and he was like locked in his bedroom and then he like did and, this band.
1: And the song that he wrote about that might be my favorite Bell and Sebastian song.
0: Which one? Um, mm-hmm.
1: uh, Nobody's then, Empire. Okay. I don't know. I have to go back and listen to that.
0: Um, but, I mean, first of all. We've talked about this before, about what do you do with problematic artists and problematic art. And and to be
1: clear, we're not saying this is one of them, right? No, okay.
0: no. But I'm just saying that, like, I still, you know, maybe I'll regret saying this in 20 years, but I still like artists that have done problematic things. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would still love Bell and Sebastian, no matter what happened, because it's about me and how I've like, had it as a soundtrack in my life.
1: I I hear what you're saying, but I think it depends. Boy, we're going to keep talking about this subject over and over, <laughs> aren't we? Like, you know, I, I feel like I hear not not so much of his autobiography in the songs, but but his sensibility. And, like, uh, I feel like if, if I learned that that was uh, fake in some way, that that would change my relationship with the songs mm. in, in a different way than it would if, like, It was like punk rock, political punk rock songs or, uh, you know, he did abstract paintings or something.
0: Interesting. See, I think that Bell and Sebastian, like Stephen Merritt, like Magnetic Fields is like, there's a more wide range of like, what is immoral and what Mm -hmm. is okay and what's a healthy relationship and what are healthy friendships and how to exist in the world and kind of a accepting that, like, everything kind of sucks. Yeah. And, like, we're going to, like, dance anyway, mm-hmm. and we're going to um, skip down the street anyway, and our songs are going to have, like, a Sesame Street drum beat and um, tambourine. And... God,
1: I feel like... Um, could Could we, like... Next time we do Bell and Sebastian, just do like a free ranging Bell and Sebastian episode where we can pick from any album, no, regardless of whether it's from that's the 90s. Not,
0: that's not the, that's a different show. You can start, you can do that with someone else.
1: Because I feel like you, you were, what you were just saying, like is basically uh, like the song, There's Too Much Love in no, prose form. No, we're not playing
0: other songs. <laughs> you, you have to play another I, one from No. I
1: mean, I have the, I have the Spotify, my fingers on the Spotify <laughs> oh, here. I can, I can break the Spotify. rules, man. I can do whatever I want. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> What's the? Let's pick one last song.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't. I don't think I had another one on my list. But oh, um, you don't. Uh, so they're like me and the major, and like Dylan in the movies. Like I, I enjoy the the storytelling of it, but like the music on those doesn't grab me as much as some of the others. Um, the boy done okay, let's, wrong let's, again. Let's, I think okay. is ridiculous. So
0: let's just play State I'm In then.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Also, we're, not on this album. Not on this album. Which let's which do... version? The uh, the album version or the EP version? Let's do the
0: EP since most people have probably heard the album version. Yeah,
1: I like the. I think I like the EP version better.
0: We're just gonna we're gonna break the rules, but we're gonna break the rules how I want to break them. You're not laughing. <laughs> you <you're fine.
1: laughs> I'm finding the song. I can't. Okay. I can't multitask. It's one of my many failings.
0: So let's let's take a. St- Wait, hold on. Before we start. <laughs> no, no. But well, I wanted to say one last thing. So if people are listening to this and they've never listened to Bell and Sebastian, is this really, is is if you're feeling sinister, really the album that you're going to start them on?
1: Personally, no.
0: Okay. So what album would
1: you start them on? Oh, boy. That's tough. I, I feel like every Bell and Sebastian album, I can think of a bunch of reasons I would say this would be the one to start with or not this one. Like...
0: Joseph was walking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just—I always want an excuse to sing that.
1: Um, yeah, I—I <laughs> I might start with that one. No. Um, boy, I think maybe I would start someone on the life pursuit.
0: Mm. Uh, which is not
1: is not my most favorite, but the high points are really high, and I think it starts out really strong.
0: I think that's almost like a Bell and Sebastian stress test. You think so? Like if you can handle this some, album and you really can get through it, the, then you're going to be really excited tough when you
1: stuff on there, I guess. Like um oh. Suki in the Graveyard, is that is that that album or is that uh, I'm going to start I'm starting just? people with this one. Okay.
0: With this song.
2: I was surprised. I was happy for a day in 1975. I was puzzled by a dream and Stood with me all day In 1995 My brother had confessed He was gay It took the heat off me for a while He stood up with a sailor friend Made it known upon my sister's wedding day I got married in a rush To save a kid from being deported And now she's in love So touched I was moved to kick the crutches from my crippled friend and she was not impressed cause I I
1: I love that that note that he completely misses there <laughs>
0: <laughs> So people please 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 go listen to that song if you didn't like anything else by Bell and Sebastian, listen to that song.
1: Yeah, and you can you can find us uh, at hiddenjukebox.com or facebook.com/slash hiddenjukebox uh, and let us know like which Bell and Sebastian album would you start people on. I'm curious. I think it's going to be all over the place. I think probably if you're feeling sinister, is going to be the top pick, but that's just a guess.
0: And I'm really mad that you got to see them last year and I didn't. I'm still...
1: I'm sorry. I'm going to be mad about that. If movie. I had a time machine and could use it just one single time, <laughs> that is what I would use it for. I would let you take it to the Bell and Sebastian show. Oh, I
0: also want to hear people's stories, like the best Bell and Sebastian show they ever saw.
1: Like, you would have to, like, take a detour and kill Hitler and then <laughs> go to the Bell and Sebastian show and then come back and tell me how everything went.
0: Okay. With a tambourine.
1: We yeah, Come back with... It, with uh, you have yes. to, like, take Hitler's tambourine. <laughs>
0: We're cutting All this right.
1: out. Yeah, we've gone completely <laughs> off the rails. Probably won't remember to cut it out. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> Can we start over?
1: Start with the whole the whole episode?
0: No, just start the whole end over. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay.
1: So please find us at HiddenJukebox.com and Facebook.com slash HiddenJukebox. Either, either place, you can leave a comment. Let us know which Bell and Sebastian album would you start people on.
0: And I'd also like to hear what was your best memory of seeing them live or some Stuart Murdoch story. How I, I really am interested in how people are impacted by him as a mm-hmm. personality.
1: Did, you, did he sign your yearbook?
0: Exactly. Um, are you in love with him?
1: Oh, come on. Everyone is.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. So find us online and um, we're releasing podcasts every other w- week or every month.
1: Uh, we're still doing every month as, of, as okay. of this moment. By the time you hear this, that could have changed. Okay. Who knows? Okay, great. But the first, yeah, the first of every month. com. I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: And I'm Laura Lowe.